Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Welcome to The Solution. I'm your host, Craig Dallin. Right now, I'm sitting here across from my co-host, Greg Carter. Greg, how are you doing? Hey, awesome. How are you doing tonight, Craig? Good. We got somebody in the house, don't we, beyond, yes, we beside do. you and I. Is this thing on? His name is Josh. He's our techie. And I know, Josh, you were on episode 21 and 25. Yes. And those were some... Basically, Josh got out here. We interviewed him about a former A portrait of mental so health. We figured he, he'd be a good guy to add to the show tonight. We're going to talk about... Um, Communication. Yes. Communication is a lifeline of a relationship. Yes. And that's what us three guys are going to go into tonight. For starters, everybody has a few, well, let's say narcissistic traits to them. That doesn't mean you're a narcissist. You hear that word a lot, don't you? A lot. You know, you do. And sometimes (laughs) I think it's overused, but but not really because it's important. It's one of the buzzwords for the... Something the, the year is what you guys were saying. Well, that's what you were saying earlier, Greg. You know that it was one of the most. Actually, that was gaslighting. Oh. Lookups for the word on Merriam-Webster.com. Okay, it said that gaslighting increased one thousand seven hundred forty percent in two thousand twenty-two over the year before, which is you know Merriam-Webster dictionary calls that gaslighting the word of the year. They base that on hmm. how many times a word is looked up. What really makes this interesting is that uh, something else happened. There wasn't a single event that drove significant spikes in the curiosity as it usually goes with the chosen word of the year. Usually chosen Mm -hmm. words of the year, people will look it up because there's some current event or event that happened where a particular word is looked up. Not with gaslighting because everybody's hearing this. What about COVID though? I think that might be well, that would be an example of an event, though, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the COVID event. So I'm just right? thinking. I'm just thinking. Everybody cooped up together, kind of. If that could be, I don't know. Yeah, because it's everybody's watches out for it. It's almost, in my opinion, just the way it's spreading around. Gaslighting, narcissism, almost seems like a like an epidemic in a sense. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you turn on YouTube or whatever, you go there. It's all over there. I mean, yes. You would think it was, well, like one in one in three people were. You know, toxic. I mean, maybe they are. It feels like there is maybe an epidemic of toxicity. But here's what's really interesting. Yes. Here's another short paragraph to this this article. It says it's a word that has risen so quickly Mm -hmm. in the English language and especially in the last four years that it actually came as a surprise to me and to many of us, says Peter Sokolowski. He's the editor at large at Merriam Webster. So if he's saying that in the last four years, you know that word has, has mm-hmm. is really being sought after. People want to know the definition. And personally, I think it's glad that people know what it is because it helps you to watch out for it. Absolutely. I mean, Dr. Romani is her name? Yes. She's the one that has really brought that kind of stuff to the forefront. Mm. Narcissism and... Um, She's like the master. And gaslighting and, you know, blame shifting, uh can I say well, rhetorically what is what is gaslighting? Can we 
yeah, here's a gaslight. Here's Merriam-Webster's mm-hmm. definition of that, okay? Mm-hmm. It's the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes a victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and here's a real kicker, and the dependency on the perpetrator. So the person who's gaslighting you, the victim always develops this dependency on the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. That part's crazy. That's wow. dangerous almost. It's dangerous though, yeah. yeah. No, it lets <laughs> you know if you're in a relationship with somebody like that, to get the heck out if you can. Yeah. Well, the long and short of gaslighting is they're basically trying to change the other person's perception of their own reality. Right. Yeah. You know? To win, to, to have complete power over the person, I guess. To, 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 well, control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. Yes. Who, who here has had an experience with being gaslit? I know I have probably several in the past. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and, and gaslighting can happen amongst friends. Mm-hmm. It can happen amongst coworkers. Mm-hmm. What really hurts is when it happens with your, you know, in a relationship that you're in with your significant other. Yeah. It, it hurts bad. Yeah. Because if that happens to you and they're pulling that on you, you, their chances are, you know, they're not self aware that they're doing it. I don't think. Maybe they are. Yeah. I hope not. You know, but I mean, according to, well, Dr. Romney, other other professionals that talk about this, that a person who has these traits, they're very hard to get rid of, like extremely hard, like in the high 90 percentile. The traits are hard to... Don't get rid of them. Right. Yeah. Because they work kind of for them to some degree. And so these people don't present at the, the therapist saying, I need help because in their mind, they don't. You know, they're fine, I think. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, according to Dr. Romney. Well, they're, they're obviously getting something out of it. Yes. I yep. mean, let's drop a scenario real quick where somebody gaslights somebody. Yeah. Like what happened to me with my ex telling me, you know, she, she stole money from me. But then she says, well, I'm not going to help you look for it. You lose everything. Which, like, we had just met. <laughs> we, it was like oh, our second t- night alone together. Like, you don't know me well enough to say I lose everything. And, like... It's like, I'm not going to fall for it, but at the same time, it's just weird. It's like a crazy-making thing, too. So, um, the result of her trying to gaslight me made me realize she was she was a fraud. But by that time, I was already, like, addicted to the, you know, the good, what I thought were the good parts of the relationship. So, it was like, she's still kind of won, in a way, temporarily. Right, right. Um, you know, and I don't, a lot of times, a lot of times, they'll date you, you'll go out for Quite a while before those things start to happen. Yeah. Right? You hope so. <laughs> you know, just to get on your good side. Then all of a sudden, boom, they're gaslighting you. So. It's like a cynical. It's like, I'm convinced she knew what she was doing, this this one. But mm-hmm. maybe parts of her didn't, though. And the gaslighter, I think, tries to gaslight themselves in a weird way because they they very much need to believe those lies, too. Um, in some cases, I, yeah. My experience, you know, and, and not that long ago, really. Um, it's been a while, but I mean, the this individual, this gal who I was dating, she would keep referring to things that I was supposed to remember. 
there was always a key before she would, she would always say, don't you remember that? And I would be like, huh? Oh. Remember that? And I wouldn't. But I have a good memory. Right. And so it's like she would pick something out that she knew that I wouldn't remember that didn't even happen. She'd pick a topic or say something. It was always prefaced with, you know, you remember when this happened, right? You know, <laughs> you remember this happened. And I wouldn't. Oh, I'd be wow. like, what? Uh, oh. And I might get a detail of it, but I have a really good memory. Oh, well, that's eerie. And then she would draw it out. And then I'd be like, wait a minute. Am I going crazy? Wow. That was. Uh, the truth was you didn't remember that because it didn't really. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I don't think it happened. That's deep. Right. Wow. Yes. But it, but it, it did kind of fit in with the narrative of what we were talking about at the time. But no, I don't remember that happening. She's like, yes, you do. Oh, and then I'd, like, I'd be like, what? Yeah, That's devious because they know, because memory is imperfect. And memory is more about emotions than it is about facts, at the, especially in the long span <laughs> of time. And so they know you forget things. And then so you might, after time, we come to question our own memories anyway. Was that a it's, photograph of remembering? Did that really happen? It's someone else's story. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was a real mind oh, that's bender. Bad. That's bad. And yeah, that was no fun. <laughs> but it's, but but what were you gonna say, Greg? Oh, nothing. I'm I'm listening to this. I'm I'm getting into what was your what was your thing though? Did somebody like try to take you on a uh, take you on a uh, what do you call it? Walk you down a garden path and <laughs> right the Mission Impossible <laughs> thing or like or make you? I remember. <laughs> One girl I dated in the early 90s um, during my first bout of my two-year sobriety, we were on again, off again, and and then um, she had laid it on to me that I'll say it in a general way because if there's anybody in the, you know, in this area, that, you know, where we're recording that, listening, they could put <clears> one <throat> and one together. That's why I'm going to say it in a general way. But anyway, she, you know, she had mentioned that my parents don't approve of you because you don't come from a wealthy family. So, you know, if we're going to see each other, if we're going to see each other, they can't know that we're, that we're together. So there'd be times I'd ride with her and she goes, duck, duck, duck. And then I duck in the car. It's mean. I duck in the car and then she just giggle and laugh. And I go, were they even there? And she goes, yeah, I think so. I'm not quite for sure. You know, just weird stuff like that. But then the other, yeah, the other funny part though was too, is that she'd turn around and, and let me borrow her car or she just here here's the keys here's the car pick me up when i'm done with class and then you know one time she came in came over to where i stayed at brought me you know had bought me a designer shirt designer clone set I'm like man this is awesome but look at hindsight's 2020 looking back at that she trying to dress you yeah well here's what it was it was manipulation to control yeah to yeah. control and that's what this is all in my opinion that's what this is all about to establish control Told you to walk this way, talk this way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think <laughs> really? I might have told you guys a little bit. In fact, there was a time when um, I had a group of five or six platonic lady friends that were very tight, and she happened to be one of them. Before I started what, what? dating her, they all confronted her one time. They just said, "Hey, we're all watching TV," and the one girl just looked at her and goes, "Hey, I'm tired of you telling Greg. You're telling him how to try to tell him how to walk, try to tell him how to talk." You're taking his identity from him. That's BS. What are you trying to do? Control him? Then she just stormed off. And later she goes, why didn't you stick up for me? Why didn't you stick up for me? And I said, because 
my friends told you what I should have told you all along. Hmm. They were speaking the truth, and she hung up on me. Oh, that's what know? friends are for, then. That's yeah, good. yeah. Then she hung up on me, but Why is I went, I went back. I went back polo? about. I went back about two or three different times um, to her. You know, I mean, and then I, I didn't go back anymore. You know, so thank God for that. But it was a lot about control making me. You know, so manipulation like that, gaslighting. That's, to, yeah, that's yeah, what's toxic. Right. I don't know if that's, is it a gaslighting or that's, just, that's simply toxic? Well, it definitely was toxic, but there yeah. were times, you know, like. It's like uh, you're not good enough somehow. Yeah, sometimes it'd be, you be responsible, you know, just, it was, there's more to the story. So I, mm-hmm. you know, for anonymity reasons, not to. Mm. How long know, did you date her for? God, it would be like a, a month or two at a time, like three or four okay. different times. Yeah. Never mm. worked every time because that. She was that way, huh? Yeah, well, what had happened was she would end up leaving me each time and she'd date a doctor because one of her part-time jobs is at the hospital while she was working so, at a lodge. Mm. She goes, my dad raised me to be with a doctor. If you were a doctor or come from a wealthy family, my parents would approve of you. That's why I haven't told them that they just think we're friends. You know what I mean? That, so, even though, mm. that doesn't, I don't buy that part for some reason. No, I know. I, like, yeah, yeah, yes. You know, so That's it's That's the like, gaslight and then... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but just... It was messed up, you know, but here's the thing, though. I look at myself and that in my mind, here I am sober Mm. and I'm thinking I'm going to do things differently. Like, okay, I was a controlling individual when I was a partier. I was the one that had the attitude, no, my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I think, okay, I'm going to turn around and make a change. Mm. But what ended up happening is I allowed myself to be walked over in this relationship as part of that change. See what I mean? I went Mm -hmm. too far. Doormat. I mean? Yeah, I yeah. went. I went from being a controlling individual as a partier to like a doormat. You Good know? morning, so baby. I, I allowed. Wipe your feet I, on me on the way out the door. Yeah, yeah. I allowed her to do that, and I stayed in her. So I have to own my part. Well, yeah, no boundaries. You've stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. That's why that's where boundaries are so important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To developing, learning how to developing. Yeah. And that is boundaries, man. Boundaries is all about protection. Yeah. Protects me and it actually protects them too at the same I time. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, if you have a pit bull, if you got a fence around your yard and you got <laughs> you got a pit bull in your yard. Right. Yeah. He's he's your boundary. He's gonna protect your place, right? Yes, he is. You have to have that. You have to have protection. And and same same with uh with yourself. We all we all have to have boundaries to protect our heart. Right. To protect yes. our identity, to protect us from whatever might want to be preying on us with right. bad intentions. Yeah. And so, yeah. And when they, sorry, you, you, I'm sorry, Greg. Go, go for it. I was going to say, when they, when you put a boundary down, if they're toxic, it's like you watch the reaction. It's shocking sometimes. Like the, the rage that they'll, comes out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, they're like, I can't believe that you. Would do this boundary, or they just blatantly cross it. Yeah, the, like when maybe not when you're right. not looking or something, but the, like they're gonna, they're gonna break it. Like I'll show you. Yeah, or the facial expression. You ever seen that weird? It's almost like a demonic facial expression, or a completely like kind of blank. Yeah. Like, well, they're gonna try to test you. Yeah. Yes. They're gonna try to test your boundary. How how good is this guy? Is he gonna do what he says he's gonna do? I'm gonna test him because yes. it's all about power and control, and if they can. If they can get you again, then they're like, ah, I got him again. And, you know, I'll own this guy is where it comes down to. But if you're, if you don't let them go through that boundary, pretty soon they're just going to leave. Right. 
Great. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. And, or on, the, and on to the next hostage. Well, then, they, Or they might really intensify the crazy making, so then suddenly they're trying to just fake fights so that they can scream at you. And once they scream at you, that's basically like they're demoting you and they, they're replacing you with somebody in their mind already is, is kind of what's happening. Um, but that, that's no segue there. I mean, I didn't transition no, to that point. No, but. that was good, but, but it's like this too. If they say the best way to get rid of a narcissist, if you're dating one, the best way to get rid of them and you don't know how to get rid of them, what they do is you gray rock them. You don't show them any emotion. Right over the head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right over the head. <laughs> no, you don't. Res- you don't. <laughs> You just don't give them that high that they're looking for because they they'll get a high off of you emotionally down or if you're emotionally up. But if you're just in that middle and you don't respond like, oh, wow, you're the greatest thing ever. Toxic people and those with narcissistic traits rely on outside supply given by a girlfriend, boyfriend or someone close to them who unknowingly have been picked by the narc to provide what the narcissist uses as their daily supply. Narcissists have the ability to severely injure emotionally those that they use as their supply. And also to the ladies listening out there, we're also saying, too, it could be men doing this to you, too. It could be men, men, yeah, men, women, whatever. We just happen to be three dudes sitting around talking. Right, right. For the listener out there who decides that, oh, my God, why are they just talking? Our pronouns are standard. Men towards women. Yeah, and, and... you know, and they, they're after supply. You know, if they're, we're not talking about narcissists right now anyway. We're talking about what is the lifeline of a relationship. Yes, and communication. It's communication. So let's slip quickly into um, blame shifting. Blame shifting. Well, that this, can be another form of. If the show goes badly, I, I'm sh- it's definitely your guys' fault. I mean, I don't. No, this is your fault. <laughs> I know this show is your fault, Josh. Because you came on, Josh. Yeah, because normally you just unit and Josh is on. If it shows, if it do- if it That's dumps, true. we got to blame you. I don't That's think right. I can. I have to think of a way out of that one. <laughs> well, because you guys forced me to be on the show this time because well, you felt something was lacking. So if it's my if if I mess up, it's your fault. Well, who <laughs> <laughs> gets a little blame shifting? Is that going what blame shifting? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a wall that they hit. You hit with them, or they hit with you. Whatever. Who? It's a wall that's been hit, and that blame comes right back at you or them. Oh God! I, Isn't it? It feels so terrible. Weird. Yeah, the things they say. Don't yeah. even. It's not even. Um, it just seems like it's make believe land of make believe, or it's like. Do you have an experience being blame shifted, Josh? Unfortunately, both in like a f- recent attempt at friendship, and then also from time to time, looking back, it was definitely a lot of people. We all know people who it seems like they can never be wrong. They never say "I'm sorry," and that gets really tedious. You know, if it, and you looking back, you realize, did that person ever? Can I remember them ever saying sorry? And if you can't, there's some there's something to look at there because if you're always at fault. You know, you're giving and growing, and are they? They're not doing anything. So, no, I totally agree. And you know, yeah. like you said, it's always someone else's fault. They, they, there's some folks out there that will not accept blame. Their psyche or whatever, they it can't take it. Right. Which is just so weird to me because I feel like I'm always tripping over my. I'm always doing things wrong, and I feel like I'm saying sorry all the time. My mom was like, stop saying sorry. Just stop doing things wrong. Oh, mom, back to the basement. Just kidding. No, but um, no, yeah. that's funny that you would say that because I remember growing up thinking a lot of times and even today 
Why am I, I've said sorry so many times since I was a little kid up until now. Hmm. So does that mean that we're the type of people that attract that type of person? And I would have to say, yeah. Oh, that, that very well could be. But the thing is, too, I acted up a lot. So I had to say sorry a lot of times. I did. did. I, I acted up a lot as a little kid. You know, so of course I I would say I'm sorry to try to avoid a spanking. You know what I mean? As yeah. a little kid. Oh, something tells me you went really sorry. Or I, w- I wasn't. You know what no, I mean? At the no. time, it just but you, you will know, be sorry. Ray, raise heck, you know, raise cane, as they say. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe that's what my mom meant too. Like you're not really, like, you're not sorry. But a lot of times too, though, I look <laughs> I look back too at certain times. Like a lot of times when people say I'm sorry, there are two people that are actually sincere. Right. And then there's some people that remember use that. it as a manipulation. So if I if oh, I do yeah. if I do something at a mistake and it's unintentional, I say I'm sorry, right? Or I yeah. was wrong. What can I do to make it right? If I do it the second time, guess what? That's not a mistake. That's a choice. I see. That's a choice, and that comes back on me then. Well, three and it's like me. the people that are <laughs> that's doing, a choice. Yeah, but, it's like the right. people that are doing that to us, like the. You okay. know, like the blame shifters, you know, they, sorry. yeah, it's, it's very Damn. intense. They can do something wrong to screw you over. Then when you, when you talk to them about it, then they, sh- Hey, it's because of you. It's why I did this. I didn't do anything wrong because of you. You basically made me do it or, mm. you know, and it could be any yeah. number of things. We well, take them at their word, but you have to see what their behavior is. But, but for yourself, you know, whether you're really sorry or not though. Right. That and then so. go, then it comes back. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. Mm. Seriously. You don't trust me. Well, not a hundred percent. That's what you're saying. I've said to myself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, I'm sure we all went through that. You know, the, the like we all talk about, there's writing on the wall, mm. you know, when these accusations happen right away, like the girl you dated, like you said, the first or second date, and she, you said yeah. your money's missing. Do you have it? And she goes, Oh, you're just forgetful. How would she know you're forgetful? You lose on everything Wait, I, on the second date. No, she's I telling don't. you that you're forgetful. Like she, yeah, we just met. <laughs> yes, so she knows you that well. No, she doesn't. No, you know. Yeah. And to me, that f- was further kind of obvious evidence that well, she took it absolutely, and yeah. she thought I was going to fall for that. I was like, you need to find somebody dumber. But but still, it's so weird. You're not expecting someone to do that to you. So the cognitive dissonance. You just keep bending over backwards to try to make it so. To normalize, like they can't be. I must somehow be at fault here, but you, but you may not be. Cognitive dissonance is a mental conflict that occurs when your beliefs don't line up with your actions. It's an uncomfortable state of mind when someone has contradictory values, attitudes, or perspectives about the same thing. The degree of discomfort varies with the subject matter as well as how well the person copes with the self-contradiction. One example is a smoker who knows all too well that nicotine causes lung cancer, but takes puff after puff anyway to ease his anxiety in the moment. And then he feels a sense of shame. There's some sort of discrepancy between what your values are and what you feel in the moment. Well, it's like... Yeah, the cognitive dissonance can be... I mean, that's, that looms large. Because yeah. we, all, we all justify... If you, if you really care for somebody, you're going to want to try to keep that thing alive. You're going to want to keep the hope going. But, uh, you know, you're going to, it's basically just making excuses for that person. Yeah. I've been guilty of that before. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But you guys are, you live a self-examined life, I think. Remember we were saying that quote from Socrates, the life that is not self-examined is not worth living. Something along those yes. lines. And so, but, and I think you guys are, you, you do examine your own, you're very um, self-examining and inward looking, not in a selfish way, but in a way of, you're trying to always 
go to grow to the light and, and to improve your yourself. So you are looking for your own at your own faults, however painful, and say, I'm sorry, because you if you don't admit your flaws, you know. Well, and you too, I right. mean, yeah, yes. all three of us. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lifelong thing of self growth, hey, that's a good thing to that's a good purpose to have. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um purpose is so huge. You know, a person wants to have a purpose that <laughs> that could be included right there is just a a working on you know you're a work of art. We're all a work right. of art. Hmm. You know, and we just to keep slowly painting away and um with bright colors, you know, because we're we're not, you know, you can sit here and say, Well, I want to I want to marry somebody like this person I, because of these qualities that she has. No, it should be that that's fine, that's great. But the ultimate is to say, I want to be able to go to that level where she's at. What do I need to do to myself to get there? And so that's right there, that's a good uh that's a good why. That's called a why, and then you look for the how. How am I gonna mm. do it? The why is, well, you want to do that because you want to elevate yourself to that level. Well, how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it is just make it a lifelong situation. Because that way, you stay sharp, right? Iron sharpens iron. The iron is you and life. Hmm. I like that. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Were you saying, it does. Were you saying like an external motivator? Were you saying you see, meet someone you wish to emulate? Is that how you, what you said? No. Oh, okay. no, 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 okay. no. No, let's just say you want to, you you long for somebody to, to be in your life. Okay. Okay, rather than chasing after them, become the person who she would fall in love with. Thank you. Yeah. You know, go, yeah. go towards that. And uh, the iron sharpening iron was just, hey, we're the piece of iron and life is the other iron and mm-hmm. we have to sharpen each other. Right. The only way to do that is to challenge life in your sphere, you know? Yes. Yeah, those are both deep. Deep. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. But deep, like, deep is good. Wow. Deep is deep good. Is good. <laughs> so, like, so, like, you try to be, you try to become the person that would attract the kind of person that you'd want to be with. Is that well in my book, in my mind, and I've heard it before too. But I mean, no, no. Okay, you're you're thinking of somebody who. Let's just all think of somebody who we could fall in love with and marry, and what kind of person she is. What's her character like? Okay, and then you. You set yourself, you set your course to elevate yourself to that level. What's that going to take? Well, self-examination. You know, where am I at? Where do I want to be? How am I going to get there? Because, let's face it, if you want to be with somebody, you have these expectations of who you want to be with. Well, then you better fulfill them expectations as well. Okay. Become that person on, on the same level. Yes. And, you know, don't be some horn dog who uh, lies and does things wrong who expects to get there. Yeah. Okay, so don't be don't be a phony if you want to attract a genuine person. Is that a simple? Don't be phony if you want if you want somebody who's who's in great shape. Well, you get yourself in great shape. Okay. If you want somebody who has a sharp mind and is curious about life. Sharpen up your mind. Be curious about life. You know those things. And hang out at the coffee shop. If you want somebody that treats you with respect, well, then you best be treating others with a lot of respect. Okay. That type of deal. Yes. And go to the right places where you can meet 
people. Coffee shops, I think, are the best. If you don't want to be with oh. somebody who drinks a ton, and you drink a ton, <laughs> you better put the beer away. That's right. Or the drinks or the liquor. Don't, yeah. Don't go to a bar to meet people. I mean, Those, yeah. Coffee shops are the Iowa City, like where we all live at here. It, it, I read an article that was printed elsewhere a few years back, and it talked about coffee shops as being a great place to meet decent people. Yeah. Yeah, but the breath stinks like coffee. Well, wow. sorry, sorry. Not, like <laughs> not like booze does. Not like booze does. Right. No, no. Thing, yeah. If you want to date sane, uh, if you want to find sane, um, well-adjusted people, then don't go back to the same old heads, um, alkies and druggies. That, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, there's no. It's not going to change in this environment. So, as much as you'd want them to, they have their. They're attractive, and you'd want them to be the one, but it's just not going to. Especially if they're not committed to a life of self-examination. So. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig, 2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.